Welcome to the Let's Bond podcast, helping your First Nation reach new levels of success. Now, here's your host, Jody Anderson. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to the Let's Bond podcast, which is an FNFA podcast that we have the opportunity to share and talk with guests from across our beautiful country. Today, we are joined by Deputy Chief Tekwa Tegamu Nation and Don Moore and Financial analyst with the FNFA. Today we're going to talk about ESG. I'm Jody Anderson, Director of Business Development with the First Nations Finance Authority. Welcome everybody. Thank you. Thank you. I would like to first start off by talking about ESG. Don, maybe you can tell us what does ESG stand for and why is everybody talking about these three important letters right now? Yeah, I'll try. And this will probably be the driest part of my conversation because I, I don't want to mess up the, the correct uh, terminology. ESG is, uh, the E represents environmental, S represents social, and the G represents governance. Um, it's really a non-financial performance indicator in the markets uh, of how an organization's uh, footprint is on the rest of the world. Um so uh, lenders and investors are being very conscious of making sure that they, uh, you know, their money is going to worthwhile causes that are going to improve the, the social, environmental, and governance conditions uh, wherever they're investing. Um, I mean, ESG sort of originated in the early 1990s and, and then gained momentum with the United Nations uh, around six pr- principles uh, around 2006 and then since then uh, they developed 17 sustainable development goals sort of UN tags for ESG um, and those are sort of universally used I mean for our purposes and I think worldwide nothing's been really like uh, perfected or formalized even for FNFA but there are guides those are guides to measure uh, where the money and how the money is being used and invested. So, uh, again, it's uh, <clears throat> it's a very tricky area if you're new to it uh, to understand so many things that are looked at. And so, for our purposes, we had to look at our whole portfolio since the beginning of all our loans in 2012, and really went back and uh, uh, assessed. You know all the different types of loans we did. You know essentially about 123 since inception, over 80 First Nations, and and applied those UN tags to them. Uh, so give you an idea how in depth it could be. Environmental, you're looking at things that you know touches on climate change, water use, sustainable land use, um, waste and pollution, resource depletion observation greenhouse gas emissions, just to name a few. Most of the, the uh, ease in our portfolio are around solar, wind, hydro, water. Um, social issues, uh, again, it's treatment of people impact on social issues. Again, some of those we, things you look at are human rights, labor standards, working conditions, including you know child labor and slavery. So even investing in some of these countries uh, you know, investors are looking at at that through that lens. Diversity, representation, health, safety, and again, uh, animal welfare, employee relations, poverty, 
uh, just to name a few, and social is predominantly, every one of our loans is touched social. I think 98% of our loans uh, involve social uh, descriptors of some kind. And then the governance issues are organizational controls and oversight. You know, those include, you know, looking at organizations' internal controls, accounting practices, audits, executive compensation, corruption, board diversity structure, director nominations, management structure, employee. So there are a lot of different nuances. Um, this one, for our purposes, for FNFA, we really narrowed it down to, you know, governance issues for us are predominantly just uh, building uh, administration and administration offices and stuff like that. I mean, we could classify a good good portion of our loans under governance uh, because the exercise to get money from us is you got to go through FMB and you got to have your financial bylaws and structures in place. And we could have done that for every loan also, but we really want to just concentrate on improving the government delivery services type. And that's through buildings and uh, help and assist with the First Nations government's housing, their administration. So I think that's about all I can sort of touch on with ESG. If that was too much, sorry, but I want No, to- that's perfect. That's perfect. Thanks. Thanks a lot. I think, um, you know, it's really interesting to talk about ESG and how it applies to First Nation communities. And one might even argue that a lot of our communities right across the country were practicing these principles even before a label was put onto them. First Nations, are we are stewards of our own land. We want to um, regain or repractice governance practices that were put into place long, long ago. And Derek, maybe this is where you can come in and chat a little bit about um, Tequa Tegamu. And first of all, where is Tequa Tegamu? Tell our listeners from across the country, where are you located? So Tequatewu is located uh, 20 kilometers north of Cochrane, Ontario. Uh, so we're quite up north. That's great. No, northern Ontario. And I would, um, you know, I've been very impressed by a lot of the progression that uh, Tequa has been um, undertaking over the past few years. Maybe tell us a little bit about some of the projects that you have been working on or that you have been involved with. And when did these projects really start to take fruition? TTN has financed three major projects through the FNFA, all of which are different in nature. It was intent to diversify TTN's economic portfolio. Uh, The first project occurred in June 2015 uh, the Northland Kisasaski project. It was, uh, I guess it was, intention was to complete the sale of the 37.5% uh, equity interest into uh, four Cochrane Solar projects. Uh, TTN and Wagashake First Nation, neighboring First Nation, um, worked together to develop these projects. <clears throat> So the projects uh, reached commercial operations in the second half of 2015. The, re- the original finance has left us straight. However, uh, we refi- uh, refinanced the project. Uh, you know, we got a 
pretty well a sweetheart deal uh, through FNA, FNFA. And um, yeah, we've been enjoying the profits ever since. So the second project in uh, November 2021, TTN purchased uh, Boosier's Quality Smoked Meat, a business that was serving Northern Ontario for 35 years. Uh, this is TTN's first business that uh, TTN solely owns and it was purchased in order to diversify TTN's economic portfolio uh, from solely investing in the natural resource sector. This business currently has about 17 employees. Uh, the butcher shop and the store are projected to create uh, about $7 million in revenue and uh, with $2 million being reinvested back into the community. Uh, finally, the last pro or yeah, the last uh, company we purchased was in May twenty twenty two. We purchased a, a well. We created Takewada Builders, a construction company um, that not only utilized uh, to employ our members but to employ and train our own members in the construction uh, related directly to the natural resource developments. Uh, within the work in our traditional territory. Amazing. So you guys are really working hard to look at quite a few different opportunities in and around your territory and what aligns with your own community values. I think that's really important to talk about and the success that it's starting to bring to your community. So when we talk about impact to the community and to take what and potentially surrounding areas, what are some of the impacts that you have seen, Derek? Uh, come back to your community? Well, it was just a few decades ago that uh, the previous leadership was just managing poverty. And, you know, our community members were shopping at the food banks. You know, um, the band was in debt. And so from that, we kind of learned a lot, you know, to look at the next seven generations ahead. So now, you know, things obviously improved and uh, things improved, you know, now like we're being asked to speak at panels and conferences about our successes. And, you know, every time we take on a project, we really kind of see if it really fits in with our mission statement, you know, and if it makes sense for us, because, you know, we're stewards uh, of the land and we try to you know make sure the the next generation coming up are trained and to continue pursuing these sustainable mining projects or any development in the territory so when we're talking about sustainable projects what does that mean to Tequa? what does that mean to the members in your community the biggest factor we look at is the environmental impact you know, we want to pursue a project that doesn't have, doesn't leave a negative impact. And, you know, any impacts are either mitigated or minimized, right? And also working with the proponents, the leadership or the owners are, you know, they're real strong proponents that, you know, support our vision. Incredible. And I really like how Takewa is taking its rightful seat at the table in terms of uh, being equity owners and being a major player in these projects, no matter what that is. Congratulations on the Kisasaki solar wind farm. 
um, in terms of generating clean power to your communities. And from a social standpoint, too, this really gives back to the communities. And you guys have done a wonderful job of creating programs and, and playgrounds for some of the some of the youth. And maybe you can tell us a little bit about that and some of the projects that you've been able to do around the communities that maybe previously you weren't able to do. Yeah, so through our success, uh, we were able to, you know, uh, the revenues that are generated, you know, we were able to reinvest back into our community. Uh, some of them include, uh, you know, the fiber to home build. So now every community member has access to internet. You know, I think the average speeds out here is about 35 megabytes per second and upwards to 250. Um, so we were able to build a park, uh, a playground for the kids in the summer. And then we did a bunch of upgrades to our re- arena facility uh, we were able to um, put solar panels on the community, everyone's homes. So now they generate a net credit, so it offsets their hydro bills and, you know, just helping improve the quality of life on the reserve. And I understand that you're a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, so you're trying to get a game going inside uh, inside the community. How's your luck going with that? Actually, really good. We just hosted a uh, Leafs alumni game. Uh, couple months ago so we had a bunch of former Leafs come up this way and and every time we in Toronto uh, with the youth we always bring them out to the Leafs or Raptors games so you know I think of all these programs and that are contributing towards building a healthy community one of the areas that I don't think gets enough attention is the mental health of our communities and doing really fun um, events like this certainly helps to um, pull out a lot of smiles in people and, and get them engaged in, in sport. So congratulations on that. I think that's incredible. Don, uh, from your perspective and an ESG perspective, I know that we are collecting this information in terms of ESG and, and categorizing, but who are we collecting the information for exactly? You know, I think it originally started out that, you know, our primary focus was collecting. And I think it still is, but we're primarily collecting it for the world markets where we're raising the capital for our loans to our communities. Um, but I think also internally, it's 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 for our purposes and working with our, our nations, uh, just interacting with some of our member nations borrowing from us or even potential ESGs on their minds also. And, and, and getting that messaging out is important to... And I think it's, again, predominantly for the the financiers, this is where it started, but I think everybody's becoming more universally aware. I mean, we've been, like you touched on earlier, Jody, we've been ESG for a long time, long before it became um, a focus. Uh, and, and I'm glad to see it become a focus uh, in the world markets. You know, Derek's whole story with what they've done with their their loans from us. I mean, I'm not surprised to hear all those projects. Uh, uh, in my former life as a economic development manager for my nation for 15 years, um, and then in my previous life to that, uh, doing small business lending across the country for First Nations, what I came to understand and see was, and, and then confirming it now that I'm here and studying over 320 financial statements of First Nations communities, 
the goal is always to create new revenue streams, no matter what we do. And, and, and as much as all of the loans that have come to us, you know, 98% of them are social, but yet of those, another three quarters, seven, almost 72 of those loans touched on economic development also. So, you know, and that's all part of the, you know, uh, sustainable communities and some of the tags and, and, and I can, confidently say I have yet to see a corporate financial statement of all those First Nation statements I've seen where they're sitting on a surplus, where they're they're just hoarding the money for the economic enterprises and not, you know, doing dividends or giving back to the First Nations. Usually a lot of those profits are reinvested in the community in social type projects. And I think I think that's a an important measurement tool that's really gotten attention. Uh, in, in the investor and uh, financing markets. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're talking about a values-based economy, and I think this aligns really nicely uh, in terms of what our First Nation communities are doing. And Tequa has certainly led the way in terms of growth progression and doing things on their own. Congratulations, Derek. Now, you guys are working on some housing as well, uh, always looking to um, address the housing deficit in our communities. And that is widespread right across Canada. Some of the housing initiatives that you guys are working on, tell us a little bit about that right now, Derek. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so we obviously, like other First Nations, we have a, a huge backlog of housing. Um so what we started doing was started um, <clears throat> leveraging our revenues, trying to push the output of housing. So uh, we went from th- building three to now we're doing average of eight. And the, fa- uh, the issue isn't about the funding of the houses, it's the infrastructure to put it in place. That There isn't really any avenues for that. So we have to go and try to get creative with that. Uh, so we started purchasing houses in off reserve. Yeah, so uh, we developed a safe home, uh, receiving home, so for kids that are involved in the child welfare. Amazing work you guys are doing. Looks like we have a little bit more work to work on to get you um, in a place where you guys want to be. Um, we would be honored to help you in your journey, Derek, and really want to say miigwech for being a member with the FNFA and being such a great advocate and, and sharing your story with others, because I think so many other communities are in a similar position and can really learn. So if if it's okay with you, um, maybe in the notes of the podcast, we can put your information so that if people want to reach out and learn from Tequa, um, they can do so uh, within their comfort level. Thank you very much for being a guest with us today. Uh, Don, thank you very much. Congratulations to the FNFA in uh, embodying um, what we see as being stewards of our land and, um, you know, providing these stories to our investors. Uh, Certainly they want to know where their money is going, like you said. And I think these are incredible stories that lend itself to happy and safe communities. We're working to close that infrastructure gap right across Canada, access to capital for our nation so that they can move forward and generate their own revenue stream. So congratulations. Uh, Thank you both for being a 
uh, guest with us today. And I look forward to more discussions. Keep up the great work. Thank you. All right. Thanks for having us. For more information on First Nations financing, investment, and advisory services, check out the free resources at fnfa.ca.